And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Yavaldi, and right here in good old San Antonio. I'm grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Now, on this program, I try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And on today's program, we're going to be speaking with Russell Williams. Uh, he is the president of the Bishop Thomas J. Flanagan San San Antonio chapter of the Knights of Columbus president. He's also co-chair of this year's June Jamboree. He's going to be joined by Miss Tony Rose of Friends of Padua, uh, also co-chair. And we're also going to be joined with Sister Mary Ann Domogoski of the Missionary Servants of St. Anthony. And uh, they're all going to be on to discuss the upcoming June Jamboree benefiting Padua Place, a retirement home for priests and deacons. And later uh, in the second segment at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be joined with Father Will Combs, pastor at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church, um, and he's going to be on with Romeo Garza and Antonio Cruz, parishioners at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church, and they're going to be discussing the upcoming Men's Rosary Rally taking place this Saturday there at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church. Uh, this is going to be an awesome conversation with all our guests, uh, so please make sure that you're tuning in and you're you're sharing the program and sharing the station with, um, you know, all your, your friends and, uh, and everyone that you care about for, for sure. I mean, we want to make sure that we, uh, do our part in, uh, evangelizing and letting people and know about the, uh, wonderful work of the Guadalupe Radio Network, that local station that you're tuning into right now. Uh, we are also streaming, uh, live on Facebook. Uh, so please, if you haven't done so just yet, you can join our GRN South and Central Texas Facebook group and stay up to date with everything going on within the Archdiocese of San Antonio. So before we get to those conversations, uh, let's go ahead and get started the way that we should do all things, and that is in prayer. Uh, and as we celebrate the memorial today of St. Joseph the Worker, what better way than to you know offer a prayer uh, to St. Joseph? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Joseph, by the work of your hands and the sweat of your brow, you supported Jesus and Mary and had the Son of God as your fellow worker. Teach me to work as you did with patience and perseverance for God and for those whom God has given me to support. Teach me to see in my fellow workers the Christ who desires to be in them, that I may always be charitable and forbearing towards all. Grant me to look upon work with the eyes of faith so that I shall recognize it in, um, so that I shall recognize in it my share in God's own creative activity and in Christ's work of our redemption, and so take pride in it. When it is pleasant and productive, remind me to give thanks to God for it. And when it is burdensome, teach me to offer it to God in reparation for my sins and the sins of the world. Joseph, most prudent, pray for us. St. Joseph, glory of home life, pray for us. St. Joseph, pillar of families, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, 
Amen. Uh, just a couple things I want to get caught up on, um, you know, before we get started uh, again with two guests. It goes, uh, the hour is going to go by super fast. Uh, tomorrow is going to be the last day of early voting. Make sure to get out and vote uh, again early voting for uh, this coming uh, May 6th, uh, the the election for mayor, for the election for, uh, you know, several, um, you know, districts, uh, their councilmen for representing those districts, and uh, this very important, uh, you know, Proposition A that's on the ballot, uh, but early voting ends tomorrow, and this is just a reminder to everybody, all of us who, uh, you know, live out and, and practice our faith, uh, according to the catechism, uh, paragraphs 2239, and paragraphs 2240. I want you to listen to this, okay? So it says, it is the duty of citizens to contribute along with civil authorities to the good of society in a spirit of truth, justice, solidarity, and freedom. The love and service of one's country follow from the duty of gratitude and belong to the order of charity. Submission to legitimate authorities and service of the common good requires citizens to fulfill their roles in the life of the political community. And paragraph 2240 goes on to say, submission to authority and co-responsibility for the common good make it morally obligatory to pay taxes, to exercise the right to vote, and to defend one's country. Uh, so again, folks, we are called to participate in, in the public, uh, you know, square. Uh, and part of that is the, that, that right to vote. So, uh, as we do so, make sure that you go in there, you go into the ballot box with a, f- uh, formed and well formed, uh, you know, um, conscience. And, uh, let's, uh, go ahead and exercise that right. So, uh, also, uh, we are going to be talking about a lot of things uh, regarding the rosary. Uh, Father Will, as I mentioned in the opening, uh, is going to be on to uh, promote the men's rosary rally. But also, uh, here, uh, I want you to know about the 5K in five days rosary revival uh, that Sanctus Rancha is, is sponsoring and putting on. Uh, for more information on this 5,000 rosaries in just five days, you can go to 5K in five days.org. Uh, five in that website is the number five. So 5k in five days.org to learn more. Uh, so instead of running a 5k fundraiser, be fundraiser, be part of a prayer movement to seek the help of Our Lady and building up, uh, you know, the Sanctus Ranch Retreat Center, strengthening your faith and bringing your intentions to, uh, to uh, you know, our, our beloved mother's uh, son. Uh, join hundreds of prayer warriors uh, in, in praying 5,000 rosaries on site. Uh, it's going to be an epic prayer vigil. Uh, for more information, again, go to 5k in five days.org. Want to wish a super, uh, you know, happy birthday to, uh, our, you know, Archdiocesan, uh, seminarian Eric Guajardo, who celebrates his birthday today. And tomorrow, Father Johnson Lay, a pastor at St. Anne Catholic Church in Lavernia celebrates his birthday tomorrow. So remember them in your prayers today. Maybe offer up a, a rosary on their behalf and on behalf of, uh, their intentions. Uh, but that is going to be awesome. So without further the delay, uh, let me go ahead and welcome uh, to the program our three de- our three guests for this first segment. We've got Miss uh, Miss Sister uh, Mary Ann, we've got Miss Tony, and we've also got uh, you know Russell. So again, uh, welcome to the program, everybody, and I'm so glad that y'all can be here. So I want to first begin with uh, you know with, with Miss Tony. So Miss Tony, you are you are leading um, you know the you know, that this, this June Jamboree that's coming up uh, in just, you know, a, a few weeks now. Uh, but can you tell us more about what this June Jamboree is all about and what is the role of, um, you know, Friends of Padua? Um, well, the Friends of Padua is 
an organization that was started when was it started 93 in 1993 um and the role is to help in raising funds for Padua Place um, and just volunteer when when needed. I mean... Okay. No, that's, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, obviously you do a great service. Uh, you know, the, the Padua Place, uh, I know, as I mentioned as well, that, you know, this is the retirement home for, uh, you know, retired priests and, and deacons of the, uh, the archdiocese, right? So it's important that we continue to, to help them uh, with that. Um, so again, how long have you been part of uh, Friends of Padua then, Ms. Tony? Oh, since 2008. Wow. And what initially got uh, your, your interest in, in helping out with them over there? Well, I actually am Sister Marianne's uh, assistant, administrative assistant. Awesome. And I started out um, helping with the silent auction. Okay. Okay. And I just continued really with the silent auction and, and helping to get all of that in and uh-huh. and out. So. No, that sounds awesome. Now, I want to, you know, I want to direct my, uh, my question now to, you know, Sister Marianne. So it, it really is interesting to, to learn more about the, the Paddle Place, its history, uh, the, the missionary servants of St. Anthony. Uh, so could you introduce yourself to our listeners, Sister? Uh, let's start off first with, you know, um, you know, the missionary servants of St. Anthony, uh, their, their beginnings and how did it evolve into now, uh, you know, running uh, this uh, retirement home for, for retired priests and deacons? Well, it all started with our founder, Reverend Peter Baquet, who was originally from Spain, ordained at San Fernando Cathedral, and ministered throughout West Texas, and eventually uh, was studying at Catholic U. They brought him back. He, he worked in the diocese here in San Antonio, and St. Henry's, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They sent him to Washington to become a canon lawyer. He was involved in that. They called him back. We're talking in the 1926 era. Mm. And so he was brought back to um, complete St. Peter, Prince of the Apostle Church. And in that process, in that time frame, there was, uh, you would say, on Broadway and Nottingham, just south of that was Cementville. And Cementville, were, the Portland Cement Company was operating Cementville. And Mr. Bomberger had a home set up on the side for the workers. He was like the patron. Anyway, in terms of ministering to the people who came from Mexico, mm-hmm. it wasn't happening. So Father Baquet also, in that period of time, had a very deep rela- relationship, shall we say, with St. Anthony of Padua. And at that time in history, there was no church named for the saint of the city, St. Anthony. Wow. So Father Baquet acquired X number of acres off of Broadway and Nottingham. Mm-hmm and established the shrine of St. Anthony, opened it up on June the 13th, 1927. Uh, The sisters, our congregation, was founded by him, and we had one brother who was a participant in that early community. Mm -hmm. 
And that was uh, March the 17th, 1929. So meeting the needs of the people and having the ability to speak in Espanol, he would send the sisters into that community. And, you know, they had different ministries that they were doing, feeding the poor, clothing, etc., etc. But there was one other component that he saw a need to for, and that was for elderly priests who came as missionaries and they had no one left to care for them. In that time and frame, Father Baquet brought to St. Peter's those a few priests, and the early sisters originally from Mexico would care for the priests at St. Peter's. And in the history with the missionary servants of St. Anthony, Father Baquet in 1936 wrote a letter and directives, shall we say, in those days, as to what their role was mm-hmm. and how he saw them assisting because there's great needs. Sure. So Father Baquet um, wrote in there the establishment of retirement, but they used different language incapacitated, elderly, etc., okay, mm-hmm. priest who needed assistance. It was not, that was 1936. In 1938, he dies at Santa Rosa. So that community was in transition, etc., etc. You can just envision that. I wasn't there in those days, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so Father Baquet, he dies, and it was not until 1961 that Padua Place was able to uh, bring priests in. It was, you know, established, built probably in 58, 59, whatever. So 61, I should say, 1960s, whatever they did it then, 59, 60. 61, the first priest came to Padua Place. Mm. Since then... We have literally hundreds of priests who have come, who have come to um, live there, mm-hmm. live in place, shall we say. Um, those who come and recuperate from a surgery, we care for them until they're ready to go back. And ideal is to go back into your parish yeah. and to function. Yeah. But when you get to currently the, cert, the population now is quite up in age and has multiple physical issues sure so that is where we are and yet that's how we got established the sisters were involved various ministries over time uh we have saint anthony retreat center that we operate and padua place Mm -hmm. and we're blessed with caring and loving and knowledgeable staff so Uh, let me ask you something uh you know sister marianne so how uh how did you find, I guess, yourself in, in you know, with, with this uh, religious community? If you tell us a, a little bit about that. I mean, uh, the charism of the community, is it, you know, caring? F- is it nursing? Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? What drew me? Yeah. Okay. That's another long story. <laughs> <laughs> but what drew me at that time, and still does, was the sisters were very involved with people. Uh, they were catechists. They were teaching. They were in. Uh, so we had people in social work. We had people in nursing, obviously. And um, I liked the way they 
worked with people. And with Father Baquet kind of said, when you go, you don't use your convent as a place. You find the people outside. Mm-hmm. In one hand, you carry the scriptures, and the other, a loaf of bread. Just like Ant- the, you see the statue of St. Anthony yeah. sometimes. So it was to take that charism, that mission to go out, to proclaim the Lord, and still at the same time, address the needs within the church. Yeah. So at Padua Place, we just don't have a priest from the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Okay. There's another component. That component is from a different diocese, the Corpus. Sometimes it's Victoria. Depends on the circumstances uh, over time. And we have religious priests from different religious orders, mm-hmm. currently two religious orders. So there's a whole dimension. It's a community of a variety of priests with multiple different experiences. And um, it's very alive. Mm-hmm. You know, if I you. can ask you, sister, so uh, Padua Place, does this fall under like the archdiocese, like the archdiocese funds the, uh, the, the health and welfare for, for these retired priests? Or how does that work? Or the, uh, most of the fathers... No, they care. They take care of their own resources. Now okay. the diocese does pick up on some of their fathers. Sure, I'm not going to say that, no. Sure, but as far as the whole package, yeah. the answer is no. Wow, wow. So you really are uh, reliant upon uh, God's divine providence uh, and and His ability to to provide, but also on on generous uh, you know that benefactors and you correct. know like the June Jamboree right yes, now, exactly. which you're the beneficiary of, right? Yes. So I want to also uh, I want to bring on you know uh, Mr. Russell Williams here as I discussed you know earlier. And introduced him. Uh, you know, he serves as the uh, chapter president for the you know Knights of Columbus, uh, Tom, uh, Bishop Thomas J. Flanagan chapter here in San Antonio. Uh, you know, Russell, let me ask you real quick. So um, this is you know this June Jamboree is a big deal uh, for for support of you know P- Padua Place. Uh, how did you find yourself involved? Uh, you know, with, with this event and with the project. Well, the <clears throat> the Friends of Padua, uh, we've got quite a few knights that are involved in it. And, um, we were approached by by one of the longtime members of Friends of Padua, who happens to be a past state deputy mm-hmm. uh, for the Texas State Knights of Columbus, uh, talked to us. When we met uh, as chapter officers, we brought it up, and uh, Bishop Gary happened to be in attendance to that meeting and just about leapt out of his chair uh, with excitement that we were going to be involved with this. And, you know, so, you know, we're working with our 108 or so. Uh, councils in the archdiocese to uh, assist and you know as as knights our primary uh, founding principle is charity mm-hmm. and that's what we're here for uh, we're also here to help you know groundwork heavy lifting those yeah. types of things you know as they mm-hmm. talk about the knights are the right arm of the church right we're sure. here for the church to to help as we can and you know we've got programs within the knights of columbus for uh, helping seminarians support and, you know, praying for vocations and things of that nature. And so even though these priests are, are still priests and, you know, they're at the, the end of their vocation, we can't forget about them either. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure that the hope is, is that we can show that to the councils in the archdiocese as a, hey, you know, you may not know that this place even exists, yeah. but these are priests and they're still in their vocation. Yeah. Um, in life that God has led them to, 
So we want to be able to make sure that we're supporting them and helping out the Friends of Padua and the Missionary Servants of St. Anthony. Amen. Uh, you know, I want to ask, uh, I want to go back uh, to, to Miss Tony. So, uh, Miss Tony, if I can ask, so the history of the, you know, the, the June Jamboree, um, you know, how did the idea for this, uh, you know, come about and um, how many of are, you know, have there been of these, uh, you know, fe- you know, these, these activities or this benefit, you know, can you talk to us about that a little bit? Honestly, with the June Jamboree, why it started, that would have to be Sister Marianne because that was a little before my time. <laughs> so, okay. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, Sister, uh, how many of these June Jamborees have there been? 18. 18. And uh, how did it, how did it come, come about? Uh, in its uh, you know beginnings, can you tell us about that? Well, the June's, the Friends of Padua moving through different modalities of um, St. Nick's Festival out on the grounds, moving to the Josephine Theater at one time, and um, and then it came about uh, the they would do the Falling Leaves luncheon in the fall, and then um, well. The idea came. The June mm-hmm. Jamboree to do it at the Perdrati Ranch was a Western thing, and it, it came out, out of the group. So that's how it e- initially evolved. Wow. And uh, talk to us about you know, this upcoming June this Jamboree, one, oh. Sister. Yeah. It's exciting for more levels than one. Just getting together is one. Sure. Sharing food, dancing. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to the music if you can't dance. Yeah. But another key important for me Monsignor Albert Hubertus is 97 is wow. sharp as attack uh-huh. celebrates mass and he's going to be the honoree every year every time we did it right Tony mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we would always have an honoree um, Bishop Flanagan one time <laughs> Bishop Pop another uh-huh. Archbishop Flores and all of the other fathers that lived at Padua and we tried to go find a way to, in quote, honor them in a special way. Mm-hmm. And that's what's part of the excitement. And one of the key things this time is um, the KCs are bringing in another dimension um, and pictures and things like that that we were not able to do ourselves. Sure, sure. That is, so you have a live auction, you have a silent auction, they do something called heads and tails, another little game in between, and yet we have the emphasis on honoring this time mm-hmm. Monsignor Albert Hubertus. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I was uh, out at the Knights of Columbus, um, you know, appreciation dinner for clergy uh, mm-hmm. last year, and uh, I remember seeing Monsignor, uh, you know, Monsignor Hubertus uh, out there stand up, uh, be recognized <laughs> by uh, Archbishop Gustavo. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he is the most senior priest, uh, you know, in, in the Archdiocese at 97 right. years of age. Mm-hmm. God bless him for that. Uh, and if I can ask you, sister, um, so mm-hmm. how do people go about registering? Is there registration? Is there a fee? Can you tell us some of the details uh, for those of us, uh, you know, tuning in that would like to be part of this celebration uh, of, of Monsignor uh, Hubertus and uh, really to also uh, celebrate what you all do uh, at Padua Place? What we celebrate, caring for the fathers mm-hmm. and meeting their needs, yeah. that is the highest thing. 
if you ask me, what do we do? Yeah. If you get, if you ask me where I was this weekend, I was doing dishes for X, Y, Z reason. Mm-hmm. If it means we're going to go assist and help and cook, we're going to go do it. Or whatever it takes to make them comfortable right. and meet their needs. So that's key. To ask me about what's happening, how to get involved, we just let you know uh, you can go to a table. There are different levels of tables. Uh, I believe it's uh, bronze is 1500 mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is twenty five. I think it's silver. silver. Mm-hmm. Gold, I think, is three fifty, three thousand five. That's yeah. a sponsorship. Sure. But if you want to come in as an individual, the tickets are a hundred dollars. Sure, sure, so, sure. So uh, there's a flyer that's out there, and they can call uh, Sharon Newman at two one zero two eight eight two seven seven five or Rosanna. At 210-861-8755. That's right, folks. So uh, if you're tuning in right now, uh, we're having this wonderful conversation uh, talking about Friends of Padua, talking about Padua Place and the upcoming June Jamboree where they will be uh, recognizing Monsignor Albert Hubertus uh, on Friday, June 2nd, 2023. Uh, so that's this upcoming June. Um, and that is on a Friday from 6 to 11. They're going to have, uh, you know, a social. It's going to be a dinner. It's going to be a silent auction and a live auction, $100 per person. You can listen or dance to the music of, uh, you know, the Cactus Country Band. Uh, this event is being put on by Friends of Padua and the Knights of Columbus San Antonio chapter. Yes, sister. Oh, I thought you were pointing at me like no. you wanted to say something. Okay. <laughs> I was like, man, hopefully I'm not stealing your thunder, you know? <laughs> I want to make sure that our listeners, you know, I have just, the opportunity to uh, you know, uh, you know, hear uh where they can get more information. Uh and again, um if if I may, you know, I- encourage you listeners, uh for those that, you know, a mem- the the Padua Place they are providing a service uh, to again to to the men who have served uh, you know the Lord uh, in in the vineyard of the Lord uh, for for many years now in this kind of eve of of their life now uh, where you and and the the nursing staff and and such uh, there at Padua Place are caring for them I think it is important that you know we we can do what we can uh, to help support uh, your mission of course to care for them but to also uh, again uh, allow uh, the opportunity to you know, pay them some respect and that dignity exactly. uh, that everyone uh, you know is is to have. So uh, again, listeners, please uh, you know uh, consider uh, signing up for the June Jamboree. Call Sharon Neumann two ten two eight eight two seven seven five, or you can also call Rosanna Corbeau at two ten eight six one. Eight seven five five. Um, you know, we're going to go to a a quick break in just a second. Uh, but for more information, if you'd like to learn more, you can always contact uh, you know me here at the office or send me an email. My email is Sean. That's S H A U N at grnonline dot com. Or you can also give me a ring at two one zero. Five seven nine nine eight four four, and that music means that we are going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be on to discuss the upcoming men's rosary rally taking place at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church this weekend. So don't change the station. We will be right back.
The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to invite you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernanda Sardina, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, to strive for holiness and grow in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also be a part of the conversation with questions or comments at 877-757-9424. Catholic Radio gives us something all day, every day, to fill our lives with our faith. We are completely inundated by the world constantly. Every time you go out shopping, the music that's playing, the the visuals that you see, TV, everything, we need Catholicism filling our minds. The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Hi, this is Dave Palmer, host of Back to the Father, a program about the restoration of Christian philosophy according to St. Thomas Aquinas. Join us each Friday beginning at 1 p.m. Central Time on all of the GRN social media sites. This Friday, we will discuss how St. Thomas begins his famous Summa Theologia. We'll review the five proofs for God's existence and talk about the rather interesting philosophy of 17th century French philosopher Blaise Pascal, including his famous Pascal's Wager. Email backtothefather at grnonline.com to join our email list. Hi, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. And I'm Adam Bly. We are the co-hosts of The Spirit World. Join us this Saturday at 10 a.m. Central. As we discuss the development of the Most Holy Rosary. In May, the month of Mary. So call in or tune in this Saturday to The Spirit World. On the Guadalupe Radio Network. The Spirit World. GRNonline.com Live in the Spirit. And welcome back, folks, to another, uh, you know, another episode, I guess you can call it, of your live and local program in his vineyard. I'm Sean, uh, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network here in South and Central Texas. Hopefully uh, you had a chance to uh, catch that conversation I had with uh, Sister Mary Ann, Russell Williams, uh, and Miss Tony um, to promote the upcoming June Jamboree on June 2nd, um, you know, supporting Padua Place, a retirement home uh, for, you know, retired um priests and deacons, uh, not just for the Archdiocese of San Antonio, but in various places uh, around uh, and of course, you know, the, the wonderful work that, that they do, that the nursing staff, the sisters over there uh, in, in providing that, that care uh, for our uh, retired priests and deacons. And uh, joining us, uh, you know, in, in just a second is going to be Father Will Combs, pastor at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church, and he's going to be joined by, um, you know, Romeo Garza and Antonio Cruz, uh, you know, parishioners of his there at St. Mary Magdalene. Magdalene Catholic Church to talk about the upcoming rosary uh, rally taking place at St. Mary Magdalene. Uh, but do want to also, uh, you know, put in, um, you know, a little little plug there. Some of you uh, have reached out to me and some of you have maybe even heard the, uh, the, the announcement uh, where we are hiring and looking for my replacement. No need to be alarmed, folks. I'm not going anywhere. 
<laughs> but uh, so, um, you know, thanks be to God uh, and praise Jesus indeed that, uh, you know, I have an opportunity to move up within uh, the, you know, the, the Guadalupe radio network. Uh, I'm not going anywhere, though. I'm going to continue to be um, officing and uh, right here in the San Antonio office. Uh, but we are, uh, you know, we, we are looking for someone, uh, you know, who is dedicated, who is faith filled and enthusiastic uh, in, in doing the work uh, in, in the Lord's vineyard. You know, our mission of evangelization is one of great importance, especially in this new evangelization. Uh, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is very much a part of that. So if you feel that you uh, ha- ha- are being called to, uh, you know, work in, uh, in in a very faithful, uh, you know, Catholic apostolate, um, you know, Catholic radio right here at Guadalupe Radio Network, send your resume and a cover letter as to why uh, you would want to work for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Email that to me. Uh, that's Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at grnonline.com. Again, um, we are certainly, uh, you know, I I think, you know, as we continue to, to, to follow uh, what what we feel is God's will for us uh, and expand in some of these areas, uh, it's going to be super important that um, you know that we have the, the personnel that can help carry out that mission. And I know someone out there is listening because you know two years ago I was listening uh, and it was on my heart. You know at the time that you know I have always wanted to to serve in, in some capacity, uh, but I just didn't know how or why. Uh, so again, if, if if you know if you know somebody or if you uh, feel like you've been, uh, you know, called to, to work in, in a in a ministry an apostolate uh, that can certainly uh, do some great good. Consider, you know, a a um, a position with the Guadalupe Radio Network. the The position is going to be right here in San Antonio. Uh, if you want more details, go ahead and give me a ring or uh, shoot me an email. And without delay, I want to go ahead and uh, welcome to the program Father Will Combs uh, and uh, Romeo uh, and, of course, Antonio Cruz. Let's begin with uh, Father Will first. So, Father Will, uh, you know, when I saw this you know, on Facebook, you know, uh, the St. Mary Magdalene Facebook group page, 300 men praying the rosary. Uh, tell us the inspiration behind it. Tell us uh, how is it going and tell us also, uh, you know, why is it so important that we get the men praying the rosary? Thank you. Thank you, Sean. It's a tremendous privilege to be here. It's a real gift. Um, and yes, we need men uh, in the times we are living in to read the signs of the times. And and certainly we have this great prophet, St. John Paul II, speaking about this this major clash that we are in between the culture of life and the culture of death. And there are no spectators. We are all participants in this war. And we definitely see the consequences of a culture of death, uh, as I see as a pastor um, of wolves devouring my flock and the young, the, the, the culture of, of lies. We can speak about the hookup culture, the sexual revolution. We can speak about the consumer culture of becoming like a robot machine, of constantly competing with machines to make more money so we can indulge in more consumerism. And then finally is the cancel culture of just this outrage, rage we have against one another and we're condemning one another. And, and so we see this culture of death has horrible consequences on the young and fatherlessness. There's a fatherlessness that's going on where Men Without Fathers Try to Prove Their Manhood. I recommend a great book called, it's by David Murrow, called Why Men Hate Going to Church. And it's it's a great insight into us men have to prove we're men. It's part of our DNA. And just one of the worst insults is to say to a man is you're not a man. So we have, especially the young, have to prove that they're men and to be affirmed and blessed by, by older men. 
We need spiritual fathers, fathers that bless us. And without that fatherly blessing, like the fatherless of many today, it's easy for men to uh, uh, abuse, abuse women and even abuse children and get caught up in this hookup consumer cancel culture to prove that they're men. And we see how destructive that is for them and for families and certainly for the, for women and for the young. Um, and they, they look at church as something feminized. And often the church can be feminized when it fo- focuses too much on emotions and relationships and feelings and just sitting and talking and, and men want to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and so what happens is we see a fatherless that's happening in the wider culture, but even in the church. And so there's a need for 300, 300 men to come. Why the rosary, Father? It's a great weapon. It's a great weapon that summarizes all of Scripture. All of Scripture summarizes the gospel, and all that the gospel summarizes is the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. That's a joyful, luminous, sorrowful, and glorious mystery. So the rosary is a great lens of seeing the truth, because Jesus is the truth, and it's the truth that sets, it sets men free. And, and us men need each other. We need the brotherhood. Um, and so 300, of course, is the story of Gideon. Mm-hmm. And, and so again, scripture is just, a, I mean, rosary is just a great way, a window, a doorway to enter into the power of the word of God, that two-edged sword that can cut through spirit and soul, bone and marrow, judging thoughts, intentions, setting captives free. And so, yeah, the, the great story of Gideon, if I can just share briefly that story, is just, here's a story of the Midianites that were just crushing God's people. And they were under, they had to constantly flee because the Midianites would destroy their crops, their harvest. And so an angel, it's God who chooses the least and lowliest of the tribes and the weakest of, of the clan, Gideon. And, and, and from Gideon, Gideon says, well, give me signs. And, and God gives him signs. And so finally, it's Gideon who's, who's convicted, who calls all of God's army to come and fight against the Midianites, the enemies. And he has 32,000. <laughs> and God says, that's too many. <laughs> if you win, you'll, you'll boast of yourselves and not give the glory to who it belongs to. And so tell all those that are afraid to go home. And so 22,000 leave. Mm-hmm. And so only 10,000 remain. And the Lord says, that's still too many. So bring them to the Jordan River and, and I will discern from there who will remain. And so only there's those who lap up the water with their mouth like a dog. There's only 300. And wow. then the Lord says, okay, with 300 men, I can destroy the enemy. And it's just a great story of hundreds of thousands of the enemies are destroyed by 300 men. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this is awesome. You know, anytime we get to talking about the rosary, I think it's special. I absolutely love to hear you talk about the rosary because um, I know that you have such a great passion for it. Uh, I know we've talked about and promoted, you know, the rosary for life uh, that you're, you know, that, that you've, uh, you know, brought on uh, and, and, and talk about as well. Um, and St. Jose Maria Escriba, he says about the rosary, the holy rosary is a powerful weapon Use it with confidence and you'll be amazed at the results. You know, amen. I want to bring on to the program now, uh, you know, Romeo uh, and Antonio, you know, parishioners there at, you know, St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church. And gentlemen, you know, I guess, you know, Antonio, if you you want to, you know, go first, but I want to ask you, so, you know, it's hard to say no to Father Will, right? You know, he looks at you, you know, he's going to ask something and you know, the answer's got to be yes, right? So when he approached you guys, uh, you know, about this Rosary Rally, what were your initial thoughts and, you know, uh, what prompted you uh, again to, to say yes? Obviously being able to exercise free will, you had a choice in the matter, but what prompted you to give your yes to, to put your, your efforts behind, uh, you know, this campaign? Uh, you, you know, Sean, uh, we're, we're so blessed to have a uh, Father Willis and Mary Magdalene uh, parish 
And uh, he's always exhorting us, uh, us parishioners, to take that next step. You know, we we already prayed the rosary every Saturday morning with the Men in Christ group uh, in Seminary Magdalene, and they've been doing it for the past... Uh, 22 years. 20, 22 years. Wow. So when Father Will approached us, uh, first uh, the idea was in the thousands and fill out, you know, a big gymnasium. Uh, but then the number um, came down to uh, 300 men, and uh, we already have 400 oh, signed wow. up. And we know uh, there's a good amount, maybe 500, uh, 400. We're expecting at least 400 uh, mm-hmm. to come up. So... Um, uh, when Father Will came to us uh, with the idea, um, you know, we found it that it was very, uh, it doable. was b- very doable, and we had a, a good team of support uh, of men in Christ and Knights of Columbus mm-hmm. helping uh, Father put this uh, uh, together. And it's going to start at eight a.m. with the mass. That's correct. Yes, it's going to start at eight a.m. with mass. Yeah, you know, I'm actually looking at the, you know, the, the flyer, uh, you know, I printed out from the post. Uh, if you want to learn more about this, you can go to, uh, St. Mary Magdalene's Facebook group, or uh, Facebook page, uh, and, and find the information there. Or you can go ahead and call, uh, you know, St. Mary Magdalene, uh, as well. Uh, but the, the post is 300 men praying the rosary. This is going to take place at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church, uh, located at 1710 Clower Street. Uh, that's this Saturday, right? It, it's coming up pretty quick uh, this Saturday, May 6th. Uh, now, if I can bring you uh, Romeo uh, on here to, to talk about uh, the, the details. So kind of set up the day for us. What can men uh, expect uh, as we uh, you know, go out there and, and really gather to, to pray uh, you know, the, this powerful uh, you know, rosary? Sean, it's going to be unbelievable. Um, as Father said, you know, the uh, soldiers were picked and they were lapping uh, the water from the river, and that's the way he selected them because I have a feeling that the men were holding a rosary in their hands, <laughs> and this is this is a great armor of God. Amen. You know, um, we'll start with the mass, and then we're going to be doing the Jericho walk with the Father uh, leading us in uh, the Divine Mercy and and, and uh, with the Blessed Sacrament. And then we uh, end up in a basketball court outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a park. And uh, we'll be uh, having different um, – it's going to be bilingual. We'll be having uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, music. And we'll also be handing out rosaries before and after. Uh, now, if, if, I, if I may, could you tell us um, you know, more about this Jericho Walk? What is the Jericho Walk? Great. So, so Jericho, of course, comes the great story of Joshua and entering into the promised land. And, and the first battle is against Jericho, which is well walled. And, and so seven days they walked around with their, um, in silence. And then it was really the seventh day, seven times, and they blew the trumpets and shouted and the walls of Jericho came tumbling mm-hmm. down. And so it's interesting, you know, Jericho walk, of course, San Antonio has 410 and 1604. And so the idea of walking around, you know, our church is we're asking for a wall of protection, a fiery wall of holy yeah. angels and saints to really, of course, to, to protect us. And of course, then as defense, then we go into the offense right. to really bind the enemy and command the enemy to leave. And, yeah. and so we're definitely claiming St. Mary Magdalene property, but the wider church as well. You know, the city of San Antonio, but first and foremost, the church of San Antonio. 
just like a body and a soul. So the city is the body and the soul is the church. So to pray for the wider church of San Antonio to really have that wall, a fiery wall of holy angels and saints around us and then going on the offense of binding the enemy, breaking its power, commanding it to leave, claiming that God's kingdom come mm-hmm. and his will be done to San Antonio as it is in heaven. Amen to that. Again, if you're just tuning in, uh, we've got Father Will Combs. We've got Antonio Cruz and uh, Mr. Uh, Romeo uh, Goddess uh, of St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church. We are talking about this upcoming uh, Rosary Rally for Men um, that's going to be taking place on May 6th there at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church. Uh, as you've heard uh, just now, you know, at 8 a.m., Holy Mass will be celebrated, uh, followed by the Jericho Walk, followed by the, the Rosary Rally, teachings and testimonies, adoration. Mary, uh, a Mary coron, uh, coronation of Mary and a victory shout. Uh, gentlemen, I want to, you know, ask you my, my next questions, uh, you know, Antonio and uh, Romeo. So how long have you been praying the rosary? Because, and the reason I direct that question to you, because, you know, there's probably a lot of men out there tuning in right now and, you know, they just never picked it up. They've maybe never been taught it. Uh, it doesn't maybe seem like something that a man would do because they've seen their mothers and their sisters praying it. I mean, kind of tell us, uh, you know, your, your own kind of testimonial uh, per se regarding the, the rosary. And Antonio, if you want to start. Yes, uh, Sean, I, I guess uh, we men sometimes, uh, you know, not only men, but uh, sometimes uh, the Catholic community in general uh, or or anybody associate the rosary with, uh, you know, uh, death or old ladies uh, right. you know, praying the rosary or you only pray the rosary at a funeral time. Um, but uh, actually, that's uh, you know that's not the case uh, no. uh, with us uh, at Samara Magdalene. We're always praying the rosary, um, you know, daily in our homes, and uh, of course uh, as a community on Saturdays, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we come together and, and pray. And like Father was saying, uh, was um, what better way to know Jesus, his life, uh, first his birth. His life and miracles, mm-hmm. uh, his passion, death, and uh, and also um, his resurrection. Yeah. You know, and we learn all this uh, through the rosary. Yeah. Yes, you know, uh, and and same question to to you, Romeo. Uh, you know, when when did you maybe you know start you know picking up the, the devotion to the rosary, and, uh, and was it difficult to? To, to begin or how did you even start and you know can you looking back where you are now compared to where you started uh what is your encouragement you know for for men to to, to pick up the devotion uh live an axe retreat maybe <laughs> uh i that started with me and uh, just like antonio said you know uh uh we thought you know in our um in our lives you know we were used to uh praying it when there was a death but now we pray because we pray for the living also. Um, uh, and it started right after my retreat, and I, I, I realized I, I joined this ministry, which is incredible, the uh, uh, Men in Christ. And we pray it every Saturday. But not only every Saturday, we pray it every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go into this um, in, our, in our own little room, and we pray, you know, the rosary. And, and we see, you know, through testimonies, uh, the miracles of the prayer, yeah. the power of prayer. Amen to that. You know, I, I'll share with you also. So for me, uh, you know, some of the devotions that I've personally have taken on uh, have started out of uh, yeah, out of starting them for for Lent or, or yeah. something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Uh, and the rosary is, was no different. You know, for me, you know, years ago, I said, you know what, I'll uh, 
I'm going to start praying a rosary, you know, every night, you know, during this period of Lent. And it's something that you just, you know, that, that just stuck. You know, it, it's something that just stuck. Uh, as Father was mentioning, uh, when you pray the rosary, you really uh, are you really dive into the life of, of our Savior, right? I mean, here, like today, today's Monday, you know, we're going to pray the joyful mysteries. You know, we, we, we contemplate and think about, you know, uh, you know, the annunciation, you know, the visitation, right? The birth of our Lord. Uh, of course, you know, uh, the, the fourth one, the, the, the presentation. Yes, the presentation. Uh, and then lastly, you know, the finding of Jesus in, in, in the temple. And then you really dive in, uh, to, into yeah. the life, into what I always call, you know, uh, the, the scenes of, of the Lord's life. So um, when when this was when I started this, you know, it would be mentioned to me before, but I just never really quite uh, understood it. I mean, can I sit still for you know twenty twenty five minutes uh, and, and things like that, right? But you know, I, the the gentleman who introduced me to uh, the the rosary to begin with, you know, from the very beginning, um, he was like, look, man. You got to really, you know, if you can just picture yourself, you know, enter this scene, enter this mystery uh, of, of our Savior and kind of, you know, like you're a, a character in the background and you're witness to, to these things going on. Yeah, it's transformative. You know, I mean, again, as we just mentioned before, I mean, you know, a quote from uh, St. Jose Maria Escrivá, but there's so many quotes, uh, you know, that the saints, uh, you know, uh, you know, throughout the church's history uh, have have spanned, you know, to, to again, direct us to the devotion. Uh, and and maybe uh, I'll ask you, you know, um, you know, a question about that, Father. You know, for so many years, you know, the 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 prayer. Obviously, you've got the the, the divine, uh, you know, the, the divine office, which is the official church prayer. But uh, second to, you know, the you know mass, second or or second to um, mass and divine, uh, you know, divine office. You've got, you know, something that really identifies our faith. Is the rosary right? Yes. Yeah. So for for those who who are still kind of on the fringes as to why we should even be praying this, those who maybe you know would comment, hey, you know, that just seems like we're giving too much uh, attention to Mary. How would you address that, Father? Yes, certainly. Our, our Blessed Mother magnifies the Lord, and that's what we're called to do. We're called mm-hmm. to magnify the Lord that He may be known. We want to make God famous. We want to make Jesus famous <laughs> yes. in every heart, and, and definitely that Mary's the microphone, so she definitely magnifies the Lord. And, and certainly in this time of this age of acceleration, as, as technology is going faster and faster and faster, and we're trying to keep up what we can, technology is changing faster than our ability to adapt to it. So we're constantly putting on the accelerator, and we need to learn how to put on the brakes. And that's what's so great about the rosary. It's a wonderful way to slow down, to breathe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to go back to basics. The birth, the life, the death and the resurrection of the one who says, come and follow me. Amen. And no one follows him better than his mother. Right. She's, the, she's, the, she's our mother, but she's also our model. And she, she teaches us how to follow her son. And yeah. that's what's so beautiful about the rosary. And, you know, I, I forget which saint said it, but uh, it, it was said that, you know, don't think, you know, don't think you're going to make you know, God jealous by loving his mother. I mean, no one could, you know, love his mother more than him, more than him. <laughs> you yes. know, and he did it. He was our example for yeah. that. You know, I mean, he gave her to us, you know, there, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at, at the cross. Uh, so how, how beautiful that that is. Um, you know, Father, if I can ask you also, you know, when we talk about the, the, the rosary uh, and maybe it just seems so daunting for, for some of us out there to pray, uh, you know, the, the, the decades, uh, what is your encouragement? I mean, how should one maybe start uh, the devotion anyway? Uh, it comes from a deep desire 
Uh, we somehow have to enkindle that, that fire of God's desire in our hearts. So that's the, the power when we renounce the flesh, the world, and the devil. We learn to pray and fast. Um, we're enkindling this, this desire for the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. desire for, for Jesus in our lives. And, and blessed are those who are weak. Um, God chooses the weak to shame the strong. He chooses the foolish to shame the wise. He chooses the lowly and despised, Scripture says, to reduce to nothing those that are, that no one may boast in the presence of God. And blessed are the poor in spirit, those that are really hungry and desperate for God. So even though we have 400, the story continues with Gideon because after this, this battle cry, with on their left hand they had the torch and the right hand they had the trumpet. And they, you know, they, they blow their trumpets and of course they... There was actually a jar on their left side, which is shattered. And then, then came the torch on their left side. And so the huge panic of the enemies. But then Gideon calls all the men of Israel to come and pursue them. And so we need all the men of San Antonio to yeah. come. We need more than 400 or 300. Yeah. We, we need all men. Every man is called by God to be the image and likeness of Jesus. And we, we need those spiritual fathers. So, yeah, how do, we, how do we learn how to pray? Well, Scripture says we don't know how to pray as we ought to. It's the Holy Spirit that teaches us how to pray in all our weakness. And when those who can be humble themselves and admit the truth, we are weak. We need a savior to make us strong and bold and powerful and courageous and true men of God. When we surrender to, to God in us, then we can become who we are, men of God. And that's what's so beautiful about this gift of the rosary. It's the Holy Spirit who's teaching us how to pray. Amen. Uh, you know, and I, I want to ask Antonio, so um, are, are men still needing to register or is the invitation, this, or is the invitation just there for, for men from everywhere around San Antonio to come on out and descend upon St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church? So they don't necessarily have to register. Uh, you know, we start taking names and number just to, uh, we start taking names and number uh, just to have an idea of how sure. many people are going Give you so heads far. Up, so to speak. But uh, yes, so we know that not, a, not that everybody that signed up are going to go, but we know that there's a lot of more coming that, yeah. you know, they didn't put their names. So sure. I'm getting calls and texts. Uh, um, uh, daily the, about people that are still registering, but they don't have to, you know, uh, but my numbers in the flyer, I'm pretty sure they can uh, find it. They can either call the parish or, or shoot me a text. Uh, yeah. uh, visit our, our Facebook page at Seminary Magdalene Catholic Church at 1710 Clower. And the uh, exhortation is to all those men out there, you know, if they're listening, uh, listening to us and if their church don't have a uh, a prayer group uh, uh, go to their priest you know yeah. and start one I know yeah. uh, St. Saint, uh, Saint Luke they have one on, on Tuesday mornings like at 6am mm-hmm. I want to say 5.30am I couldn't believe it until I went 6am mm-hmm. in the morning those men they wake up and pray the rosary I know we do it uh, every Saturday at 7.30am but you know if your church don't have a prayer group uh, gather up another brother you know, where two or three are gathered, that's, uh, you know, when the Lord comes. Amen. Uh, and again, uh, this rosary rally is taking place. This is a men's rosary rally. This is a call out there, a call to action for the men out there to come on out, pray on behalf of your families, pray on behalf of uh, the, the church, pray on behalf of your community, uh, and, and take up, you know, your your weapon, the, the holy rosary. And again, uh, I say this often, but if you haven't heard a group of men praying the rosary, it's 
it's got to be probably one of the most powerful sounds out there in unison. Everybody offering up, you know, the, the Our Fathers, the Hail Marys. I mean, everything. It's just that one voice. It, it, it is uh, beautiful. Uh, again, this is taking place this Saturday, May 6th at um, St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church. You can call Antonio at 210 772 9869 or call the office at 210-735-5269 or give him a text uh, that you'd like to attend. Again, that's 210-772-9869. Um, so again, that the invitation is there for, for everyone. Uh, and this is just one step into what we are hope to realize. Uh, and anybody who, who has talked to Richard Reyna, um, you know, current GRN, uh, vice president and my predecessor, uh, he dreams of one day filling the Alamo dome full of men just praying the rosary. Uh, and I don't know how many seats are there in the Alamo dome, but that would be great. Uh, but with that, we've got just a minute left and I don't want to uh, get cut off. So Father Will, would you leave us? Uh, with God's blessing. Gladly. And we'll be done by noon, so it's going to be a morning event, so please do come. Um, happy feast, everyone, of the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. Amen. So let's indeed call on St. Joseph. Uh, St. Joseph, we, we thank you for your yes to the best and being blessed with the gift of Jesus, forming him w- well to live the gospel of of life, so form us, all of us, into the image and likeness of the same Christ, our Lord. And Holy Spirit, come in our weakness. We pray for your power from on high to indeed fill the church with your glory. In this month of May, we entrust ourselves, like St. Joseph, to our Blessed Mother and her perfect amen to the will of God and, and amen to the power of the Holy Spirit. So come, Holy Spirit, come on a new Pentecost, fill the church with your glory, and renew the face of San Antonio. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that music means that we are done for today. Join us again next week for another episode of In His Vineyard and continue to tune in on your local Guadalupe Radio Network station. God bless all of you and Mary keep you. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to invite you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernandez Sardina, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, to strive for holiness, and grow in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also be a part of the conversation with questions or comments at 877-757-9424. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Real Mission Media for their support of Catholic Radio here in San Antonio. Real Mission Media specializes in helping businesses with their online presence with video and OTT advertising. They also can help businesses with training videos. View their work online at realmissionmedia.com. That's R-E-E-L, missionmedia.com. Real Mission Media, where the focus is on the mission. Hi listeners, Sean Rice here, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network in South and Central Texas. I'd like to ask you for your help. Do you believe in the life-changing work of Catholic Radio? Are you passionate about spreading the truths of our Catholic faith? We are currently looking for a dedicated, enthusiastic, and faith-filled individual to replace me as general manager. 
This is a full-time position in San Antonio serving the needs of the GRN in the South and Central Texas listening area. If you or someone you know would like to be part of the Guadalupe Radio Network family and help us carry out our mission of evangelization through the power of radio, then please email your resume and a cover letter as to why you would like to work for the GRN to Sean at grnonline.com. That's S-H-A-U-N at grnonline.com. May God bless you and Mary keep you. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio on the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. And also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.